0: They did a study where they had a video of a woman saying the exact same thing as a man in another video, and it was something forceful. They said, I don't agree. They're in a you know, board meeting or a team meeting. I don't agree with the direction the team is going here. Unbelievably, audiences viewed the woman as exponentially less competent and less valuable in dollars than the man.
1: Welcome to Superhumans at Work by Mind Valley. I'm your host, Jason Mark Campbell. And before we get started, tell me, if you could change anything in your life, what would it be? Would it be your body, your career, your relationships? Thankfully, you don't have to choose. As a Mind Valley member, you'll get instant access to the wisdom of world-class personal growth teachers and programs that can evolve you in every way for just $2 a day. Are you ready to make a change? Start transforming your life today at mindvalley.com forward slash superhuman. Hi everybody, this is Jason Mark Campbell. Welcome back to Superhumans at Work. I have a superwoman on the call today, that's going to be speaking primarily to my women listeners here. And so if you are a man, I'll just tell you right now, you will get some value out of this, particularly if you're looking to step into your power and find your brave as well. Yet what I want to make sure we have a focus on for today is the fact that there is an epidemic of women who are in the workplace who might not be stepping fully into their power. We're going to look at what are these major gaps that exist for particularly women in the workplace where the statistics of how many people face these gaps is Staggering, And we're going to have some solutions. We're going to dive in a few of them as well to make sure that you are best equipped to show up as your full, beautiful, amazing, powerful, and brave self when you step into the workplace. Now, Kathy Caprino is my superwoman joining me today. She is the founder and host of the Finding Brave podcast. She has created her own consulting leadership coaching firm uh, that helps the advancements of women in business worldwide. She has her amazing career project, which courses teaches 16 essential steps for career transformation. She even gives out certifications for coaches to train other women. And she has been a former VP in the corporate world. She has coached in marriage therapy, family therapy, and she's been a senior contributor at Forbes offering career consulting, executive, and leadership coaching in the process. Now, an interesting story I have with Kathy is we got connected back when some of you might know this author who published a book called The Code of the Extraordinary Mind. This is, of course, Vishen Lakhiani, founder, CEO of Mind Valley, was launching his book, and I was given a task to do the PR. And Kathy was one of the wonderful journalists that I had seen, had covered similar topics with other authors. So I reached out to her, see if she would love to get involved with featuring Vishen on the Forbes column that she actually writes and contributes for. We were able to put the article together. It was a beautiful piece, and we've kept a relationship ever since, super. humans. Remember, manage your relationships. We talk a lot about that. And Kathy's been one of these powerhouse network connections that I'm so blessed to have within my circles. And she's here today to share. I'm so excited to have her here. Kathy, welcome to the show. Oh, Jason,
0: thank you for having me. I'm honored. I'm thrilled. What a blast. I can't wait to get started, but thank you for the relationship we've kept up all this time, which has been so wonderful.
1: Well, it's been wonderful. And you've also stepped into your own practice much more than the contributor part that I had acknowledged and recognized you initially. Now I'm seeing you're building courses, you got your book, you got your podcast, and you're really focused on this whole idea of bravery and power. And, you know, just before we hit record, we were talking about this idea of power. And I wanted to start there. So what is it for women that makes it so much more difficult and creates these gaps in the first place when they go into the workplace?
0: Yeah. And do you mind if I step back one second and just share how this idea emerged for me? Could I do that? And then then I'll tell you what I think is going on. So as I said, I had this corporate career. And when I look back and see that, yes, it was successful, I made a lot of money, I you know global initiatives, $30 million budgets, but I never felt authentic. I never felt safe. I often felt like an imposter. I often felt misunderstood. And I didn't understand any of that. And it wasn't in the national conversation what women were going through, right? There wasn't a lot of help. So that was a lot of years ago. Flash forward, becoming a therapist and seeing how so many women have depression and anxiety. And it was very much work-related, right? Then doing this work and studying women, this is what I want to share that a few years ago, I said, what, what is happening here? that no matter where these women are calling from, no matter what level, no matter what socioeconomic level or education or role, and even if they're making a million dollars, what is happening here that they're bringing the same challenges over and over and over? And what are they getting from coaching with me that creates a breakthrough. And I didn't have the answer then. So I started studying it. And what emerged is this piece that what they're missing significantly is the bravery to look face head on what is not working and take accountability to change it. But that's not enough. You have to have power to do that internal and external power. And you mentioned this earlier it, power is a supercharged word. And when I started talking about power, there would be women saying to me, I don't want power. And I'd say, okay, why not? And they say, because power is abused. So the very first thing people I want to say here is, you know, Shakespeare said, nothing is, but thinking makes it so. Nothing is objectively something, right? Power is not unequivocally abusive. It's who's wielding it and how we want to wield it and what are the outcomes we're trying to achieve through power. So I am talking about the power to be your own change agent, the power to be your own author of your own life and also help others rise as you rise, the power to do something good, not power over. But to answer your question, I've dug into every possible way to understand why don't we have power here. And it starts with how society trains women. In some cultures, it's even more restrictive, but I'll take even in the U.S. I interviewed two journalists, Katty Kay and Claire Shipman, and they wrote a series of best-selling books, The Confidence Code. Their research shows that by age 13, girls lose one third of their, I can't even say it without getting choked up, one third of their confidence. You find that when they're younger, they're raising their hand to say yes to something that's a leadership, you know, assignment or role. And and they believe in their ideas and they believe in, in their ability to do STEM work, science, technology, engineering, math. There's no difference between girls and boys. And then puberty hits, teen years, and girls start going underground. They start to be kind of very worried about their body image. They start to be very impacted by social media. And it is not the same for boys. Now, boys have other issues, lack of, you know, Gosh, everybody should listen to this podcast that I did with Mark Green about, there was research done, a woman spent time in preschools and she'd ask boys, what is it to be a boy? And it was, don't be a sissy, don't be gay, don't cry, don't be emotional, don't have girls as friends. I mean, it's heartbreaking. So men have their own issues, but back to women in power. We're also taught that putting other people Ahead of us is what women should do. That's what feminine is. So, again, why are we not powerful in a patriarchal world? And this again is not to bash men. We live in a patriarchal society where the dominant culture, especially in work, is men. When you're in this kind of patriarchal world, as Terry Reel explained to me, we're splitting ourselves in half. One half is masculine, you know, the other half is feminine. And we know what masculine is strong, invulnerable, doesn't question right isn't weak gets it done and we know what feminine is soft malleable pleasing accommodating and it's gotten so bad that i interviewed two guys joseph grenny and david maxfield a while ago and they did they're behavioral scientists they did a study where they had a video of a woman saying the exact same thing as a man in another video and it was something forceful they said I don't agree they're in a, you know, board meeting or a team meeting. I don't agree with the direction the team is going here. Unbelievably, audiences viewed the woman as exponentially less competent and less valuable in dollars than the man. So, it's societally trained, it's culturally sustained. I'd love to see, you know, say a yes people if you don't mind in the chat, how many people have been called the can't say it here, a biatch for speaking up for yourself. I mean, I was called a buzzsaw by a vice president, but he meant it as a compliment. You get things done. Yeah, but if a man got things done, would he be called a buzzsaw? So I've just spoken for 10 minutes here, but it's culturally sustained. And we will get pushback when we're more powerful. But I teach in the book, in the course, there are ways to do it. I call it, it's time Called rude. It's time that we take a stance. Don't mess with me. It's not going to go well for you. Don't do it. And I don't mean we're not spiritual. I'm a spiritual person or kind or loving or compassionate. I mean, we're not going to get messed with anymore. You know, I face sexual harassment. It's unbearable. It's so confusing and so difficult, and we don't know what to do. The other piece is. In the patriarchal world that Terry Real was teaching us about, he says he's seen this dynamic where the group that is in the non-dominant culture protects the dominant culture, even when they're being harmed by it. And, you know, I, I went through this where I was sexually harassed in my last job, and I had an email to prove it. And as I was leaving the company, I was laid off after 9-11. I deleted the email. And I remember when I pressed delete, I said, what's happening here? Why do you want to delete this? I just wanted it to be over. But a part of me, honest to goodness, had the thought that it wouldn't be fair to come back around after I've been laid off and accuse this person. It wouldn't be fair. How about what I went through? So it's a deep thing, Jason. Jason. And part of what we have to do is get really, really intimately familiar with what we think about ourselves, about others.
1: It's perfect. And it needs to be brought to light. I think that's the powerful thing you get a chance to do, especially with this latest book you wrote. And when you step into this power, like you said, it doesn't seem like it's an easy journey because you're going to have a cultural, like environmental pushback. But at the same time, I know that when you did your own studies, you... Notice these gaps that existed in people's power and particularly for women. And I was shocked by the amount of statistics. And I, I want to quote some of them that you have in your book, which is out of the seven gaps that you speak about, 98% of professional women have experienced at least one of them. And three out of four have at least faced three or more. And that's a huge, huge proportion. So, so big. I would be curious to know, is it possible for us to get an idea of what these gaps are. And so that people can find what are the things that I might be finding as a gap for myself to give us that awareness. And possibly we'll get to dig in a few of them and what we can do about it. But I think that awareness piece would be very powerful to start. Before we continue, I just want to tell you a little bit about Valley Membership. For all of you personal development junkies like me out there, growing in one area of your life just isn't enough. That's why we made Valley Membership, to bring you the best personal growth programs on the planet so you can evolve every day in every way. Whether you want to get crazy fit, build a business, or manifest more money in your life, there's a quest for that. And now you can access every single one for just $2 a day. So if you're striving to become the best self and live the life you deserve, try out Mindvalley membership at mindvalley.com forward slash superhuman.
0: Thank you for asking. Thank you. So I I'm going to tell you what the gap is. I'm going to tell you what the common thought is behind that. And I'm going to give you the numbers. So I did a survey, not only qualitatively in dealing with coaching with so many women who have these, but I did a survey of over 1,200 people. And these percentage numbers that I'm giving you are how many people, women said I ha- either yes or maybe to having the gap. And frankly, when you say maybe you have it, I see that in, in every day. Here they are. Number one is not recognizing your special talents, abilities, and gifts. What's the mindset underneath it? I have no idea if I'm special, unique, or you know how I stand out. I don't think I have any special talents. And I can tell you, every one of us has special talents, every person on this planet. So if you don't recognize them, you can't leverage them. 63% say that. Number two is communicating from fear, not strength. What's the the problem there? I can't speak up confidently or authoritatively. 70% of women have this. Number three is reluctance to ask for what you deserve. The mindset is I'm not sure I even deserve more, but I don't even know how to ask for it if I do. 77%, Jason. Yikes. Number four is isolating from influential support. This is what people say to me. I hate networking and I'm reluctant to connect with people I don't know who would help me. 71%. And I can tell you this, you cannot build an amazing career you love without people. Look at Jason, look at our lives. Everything you and I do is built on people contributing, helping, supporting. We wouldn't be where we are, right? Number five is acquiescing instead of saying stop to mistreatment. And I don't just mean sexual harassment, sexual assault. It's every kind of mistreatment, racial bias, any kind of bias you see to yourself or others. Now, this is interesting. 48% outwardly say yes or maybe to this. It's more than that. But we don't want to admit that. And we don't want to admit we're not doing anything about it, I think. Number six is losing sight of your thrilling dream for your life, what you thought you were going to do. When you got out of school, you had big dreams. I know I did. And I want everyone to know I've had all of these gaps in you know, in spades. The mindset here or the problem is I have no idea what I want to do for a career now. And I don't even know how I would get there if I did have the dream. Reclaim 76%. Ah, finally, this is something that Having been a therapist, you know, I think my coaching work is very effective because I was a therapist. I do. I go deep, right? Number seven is allowing past trauma or pain or conflict to continue to define you. Now, I do need to say this a lot of us think trauma is you're in a war or you've been raped. What I've seen, trauma is on a spectrum. So many women, I'm going to be dead serious here and tell you. Years ago, I was speaking to a friend who's an energy healer and a therapist, and she said to me, it seems to me, Kathy, what I sense from you is you feel like you're leaning over women and they're bloodied, wounded soldiers on the battlefield, and you're screaming, where is the Red Cross? Does anyone resonate with this? That's how it seems to me, because I can feel their energy, right? 62% feel like the past is you know, holding them hostage. And that can be something as simple as I got fired. I got passed over. I was betrayed by a boss or a colleague. I was humiliated. We can have trauma from being told you're stupid. And certainly what I need to say here is you are what your childhood taught you to be unless you've healed it and unlearned it. So those are the seven gaps.
1: There's definitely a lot of those that, can apply to men as well, but I'm just absolutely shocked by the numbers, which is either one in two or two in three, sometimes three and four here that are going through these gaps. And I kind of want to put a perspective here, which is, you know, whether I have one, two, maybe multiple of these gaps, how does that affect my career path? If I leave these unchecked,
0: you ask the best questions. I would say this. The reason so many people have this, but they're not aware or they don't feel, they don't understand what's happening is that you can have outward success like I did, but you can't have internal success. And what I say here is this, when we close this gap, you're finally reaching your highest potential and your most thrilling and rewarding capabilities. And frankly, I can restate those people. I think that's what we're here on the planet to do. Do not get me wrong. I believe, let me say this. I believe we always must be doing two things, doing what's necessary to stay afloat, financially, emotionally, and otherwise, but always planting the seeds for our future self. When we do one without the other, we suffer. When all we do is pay the bills, what people say to me is, I'm going out of my mind here. I'm so depressed. I hate my job. I'm so beleaguered. I'm so worn out. And the pandemic hit women harder, frankly. There's all this research on that. And it got even harder to do our work. So- You can have outward success, but I'm hoping for internal success that leads to great outward success. I'm hoping to help people make the impact they dream to. I mean, it can be a numbingly depressing experience when you're doing work that you think, this is the most meaningless nonsense. I mean, that's how I used to feel as a marketing VP. He had no connection to it. So what was your initial question? Oh, what happens when all this happens? What happens is you don't thrive. You might stay employed, but you don't engage with the work the way you dream to. You don't have the impact that you dream to. You don't build the relationships that uplift you. You don't have a way to stop what hurts. It's bad.
1: I was going to add to this, which is if I'm going through this list, and I realize that I have one, two, maybe all of these gaps. Uh, now, I know you obviously wrote the book that's going to help people go through and most than likely heal some of these aspects or deal with some of these aspects, but let's say I'm not, I'm in a position right now where bravery doesn't seem accessible to me. I'm feeling maybe a little down because I've just heard to this list and I feel like I have a lot and it's kind of bringing me a little down. When a client comes in and let's say they notice they have many of these gaps, what are some of the hopeful advice or first steps you can give to somebody who's resonating with this list and wondering like, is there anything I can do?
0: I'm going to give a little secret here. One of
1: the secret sauces to why
0: there's breakthrough in coaching in my courses is I can see how every single person that I come in contact with is special. And that is the first thing you need to do. You are like a thumbprint. There is no one like you on this planet. You look at things differently. You've had different trials and tribulations. Differently, you have different ancestry. I'm Greek and Italian. I, you know, I'm a singer, I'm this, I'm that. I've had terrible crushing experiences. I almost lost our house because I didn't stay, you know, financially afloat. But all of that has made me special. And everyone on the planet is special. So when you're feeling a little down, you know what I'd love you to do is I have a free assessment, a career path assessment, something like 70,000 people have downloaded it. It asks, it's 11 pages of questions I wish someone had asked me 40 years ago. And if I had answered them honestly, I wouldn't have made the mistakes I made. What it helps you do is it look at every job you've ever had, what you loved, what you hated, what your achievements were, what you learned. I promise you, if you spend two hours with yourself doing this thing, you will begin to see, wait a minute, I do have talents. Like when I was laid off after 9-11 in in ways that I didn't feel were copacetic, I would say it took me five years to recover from that (laughs) because I internalized that I'm a loser, even though a hundred people were laid off. I mean, why did I take that personally? I was one of the highest paid. That's, I think, why I was laid off it took years of therapy and being a therapist to recognize, wait a minute, I did some amazing things at that job. I got promoted twice. I got raises. I brought in millions of dollars. Why have I only internalized the terrible? So I would ask you to start with number one, do the work, take the career assessment, read the book, whatever you need to, to start, ask the people that love you, what do you think makes me special? Or your friends, why do you like to have a relationship with me? What do I offer? Any way you can to recognize how you are special because you are. That'll help alleviate that funk, that depression. But also know you're not alone. 98% of women and 90% of the men I surveyed have one of these gaps. So don't think, wow. Don't internalize, you know, I'm a loser. You're not a loser, you're in the majority. And there is help. That's the thing. You're in amazing company. Let me tell you something. Sometimes the most rewarding work we do as business owners is nonprofit or volunteer work. And I connected with the Diana Award, which is in the UK a youth charity in the name of Princess Diana that recognizes young people from age nine to 25 and the impact they're making in the world. Another way to make yourself feel, recognized that you're special is help someone that needs help. Not that these nine to 25-year-olds, I was thinking, what what was I doing with my life? I was playing hopscotch at nine. But helping someone, mentoring them, giving them something that they can benefit from makes you feel special in the way that you are special. Connect to how you're special. Power gap number one. Even if you have five of these or seven, start with number one. Mm.
1: So here we're talking about making sure we recognize the special talents, abilities, and accomplishments. And by doing so, find some people that could use the skill sets that you have and help them, even if it's a volunteer opportunity, will help build some of that confidence. And I love the fact that this data is being shared with everyone here. So I think any of the listeners can relate already that they are not alone. And there are some ways to move past this, which at this point, we know you say to start with gap number one, I wanted to see like when I'm going through these are the, is gap number one, one of the first ones that most people have, and they should be working with. And once I've worked through that, how does that feel like because you've made your own transformation, you felt you were inauthentic, you didn't feel there was purpose with where you were working. How did it feel once you've started working on these gaps?
0: Well, look at me get choked up. I'll start with how it feels to have closed these gaps. Mm. It's a completely different existence. You feel so grateful. You, you've you shifted to instead of why does, let me just explain some things. You know, I was in a situation and I'm sure this is going to resonate that it was repeated that I wasn't treated well. It was repeated that I felt so, str- I mean, people are shocked people from my past really you were going through all this you know i'm an upbeat positive person generally so it didn't seem like i i was struggling they can't believe it like you were doing well it seemed i wasn't doing well internally i i just couldn't figure things out i remember and i can honestly admit this although it was embarrassing at the time thinking i'm meant for better things than this and i remember i think i think it was oprah who said that and she got a lot of That she had once thought she was made for better things, and she got a lot of backlash. There's nothing egotistical about that. It's that you're made for better things. Don't fight that. But finally, here's another thing I want to leave you or plant the seed for. We have signs of who we could be early on, age 15, 16, 18, when I look at that and I'm asking you to connect the dots of who you've always been, this is how we build an amazing career to actually leverage those talents that are easy, not the talents and the skills that are hard. Like I could manage a $30 million budget. I hated it. I'm not as comfortable with numbers. It's a struggle for me. So quickly, I just want to share this in the hopes that you can do the same. When I look back at age 16, Jason, I was a writer. I was a reader. I read, you know, were, ideas were my thing. I was a writer on the newspaper. I was a competitive tennis player, number one on the team. I loved mastery. I loved competition. I was a singer, on stage in high school in front of a thousand people. I loved the stage. I loved the voice. I love it. And interestingly enough, I say this all the time. My friends, and even guys and girls I didn't know well, particularly guys, would call me up and say, "Can I talk to you? I have." a I have a problem. Can I talk to you? And I remember saying to my mom, why are they asking me big questions? Like I want to run away or this girl to like me and she doesn't. I, I said to my mother, why the heck are they asking me? I'm 16. I don't know anything. I had a therapeutic ear back then. I cared about what made people tick. Well, I ignored all that for 18 years in corporate life. I became a writer, but it was a copywriter. Marketing, ah, science books, uh-. What you want to do is look back on who you were, who you've always been, and really bring that forward. You know, I sing every week now in a group, and I did some big singing, Carnegie Hall, blah, 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 big groups. I'm not happy if I'm not singing. I don't need to get paid to sing, but I'm not happy if I don't have music in my life, and I'm not happy if I don't play tennis once a week. Bring it forward. But what it feels like is you finally know why you're on the planet. And when... Bad, can I swear? Bad Hmm. stuff happens. What this has helped me do is say, okay, whoa, I didn't expect that. But what can I learn from it? And I love to turn my mess into a message. This is what you start doing, people. Instead of internalizing it and falling down on the ground, I'm a loser. I deserve that. You're like, hang on here. What? Let me understand what happened here. Let me understand if I potentially co-created it. What repeats in your life you are co-creating or sustaining I'm sorry to say it, but you are. You start reversing those patterns. So I think your question was how does it feel? When you're on the other side of this, or in the process of the seven brave pathways brave sight, brave speak, brave ask, brave connection, brave challenge, brave service, and brave healing you start to come alive. You start to feel so energized and that you can make a difference in the world. Now, I always say that my sister said when I you know started talking about braving up and I don't call it that anymore. That's my TEDx talk time to brave up but that's almost like brave up already people. It's not a one shot thing. So my podcast is Finding Brave and I pick those words carefully. Every day, every minute you're finding the way to be brave. But my sister said, I don't like this brave up stuff. I braved up and told this woman I didn't want her mistreatment anymore. And she got furious and cut me off. I go, yeah, that's how it's going to work. Maybe unless you do it, there are right ways to do it. Yeah. In the beginning, it's rocky because as I say, when you spread your wings, you start bumping against new challenges, but you begin to understand how to deal with those challenges. And then the happiest piece is you start to help other people either role modeling it. Like, wow, look at what Jason does and look at how he's so vulnerable and shows me how, how it used to be his videos and how they are now. Look at how he teaches. I want to do that. It's a life changer. And often you're going to quit your miserable job where you're not respected and appreciated. And it's a process. You might, a lot of people do the pendulum swing thing. I call it the pendulum effect. You are so broken down where you are in your career that you want to go to the opposite ends of the earth, which was me, corporate VP, marriage and family therapist. The problem is if you don't change yourself,
1: the same challenges are going to come with you. I know you know this stuff. This is powerful stuff. And Kathy, thank you for sharing this. And what I really wanted people to be inspired by listening to this is, just gaining that awareness of what these gaps are, gaining awareness of what happens when you're liberated from them or if you've overcome these gaps, and also giving you some powerful ideas on what are things to get started. And you know we've listed these seven gaps and this was purposeful for you to be able to identify maybe some of these gaps that exist with you this assessment about your past is going to be posted in the show notes for you to be able to dig deeper. And I know we have a live audience here from our Mindvalley members. And of course, if you want to be a member, you go to mindvalley.com forward slash superhuman. You can find out how you can be part of this live audience where we're going to transition over to some Q&A here. But I love that some people have already went ahead. They've bought your book. And so we're going to put a link to buy the book for anybody who is listening as well to the podcast. And I just wanted to ensure that everybody here that's paying attention is really realizing that the world is ready more than ever. And I was hearing statistics in America, particularly, that there's so many businesses that are looking for quality people. And these businesses are now forced to change their culture because there's so many people from all the diversity groups. And in this particular case, women who are going to demand more because they are stepping into their power and they're being brave to communicate what is necessary for them to show up their best. And companies will adapt to the response and the needs from people that they want to bring on. And I love that for anybody who's feeling down right now, it's just recognize that you do have your special abilities, your your, your talents, your accomplishment. And as Kathy shared, find ways to be able to give To others, whether that's voluntarily, ask the people who love you around you to recognize what are those talents within you, so that you can step and get over this first gap. There's a lot that we've covered here today, but I think we're left with a very powerful message of hope, of stepping into our power, bringing that diversity into the workplace, and making sure that people can unlock their bravery. Kathy, you didn't sugarcoat it neither. Talking about yes, there will be some challenges. There will be some events, particularly if you are stepping into that bravery that you're going to ruffle some feathers around, but understanding that this is a continuous process. And for each and every person that steps into their brave shapes the world and the culture into a much beautiful future, which we're all hoping for. So I want to take another moment here. So Kathy, thank you so much for joining us on the podcast and sharing this amazing insights for everybody tuning in do pick up a copy of the book, which is The Most Powerful You, Seven Bravery Booting Path to Career Bliss. And I think we're going to make sure that a lot of people are going to step into this power. It's going to be a great thing to see. So thank you for your work. Thank you for your time. And everybody, thanks for tuning in.
0: Thank you so much, Jason, for having me. So appreciative.
1: Thanks again for tuning in. Hope you've enjoyed this podcast. And if you haven't signed up already, be sure to check out Mind Valley Membership. Besides getting unlimited access to our top-rated programs and trainers, you'll also join an incredible supportive community on our new Connections app. This is basically a global campus where you find like-minded friends, mentors, and accountability partners from around the world online or get together at local meetups. If you want education that connects you with kindred spirits and transforms you from the inside out, join the tribe at mindvalley.com forward slash superhuman today